Welcome to the MandoCast, Star Wars Reports podcast for discussing the latest episode of The Mandalorian on Disney+. I am your host, Michael Morris, and with me this week is Matt Cipolletti from Roll For It and Geek Stuff, as well as Ryder Waldron from Idiot's Array. What's going on, guys? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, Michael. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's it's been a while, as, as we could tell by... I didn't have your uh, contact info updated. By our Skype connection here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it's the first time that uh, I've actually got to podcast with Matt. Yeah, wow, it's true, right? It's my first time with Matt, too. Yeah. So this well, is awesome. you know what? There's plenty of me to go around. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are discussing episode three of The Mandalorian, uh, titled The Sin. And this was, I'm going to have to watch this episode multiple times. Like I, you know, I was waiting for the wife to get home. And so I finished the episode like maybe five minutes before we uh, were going to come on here and and everything. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I really needed a second go at that. Uh, My, I I mean, I've got like a full page and a half of notes here on the thing I, I was just absolutely blown away so uh i mean i guess we'll just we'll just hop hop into it um well let me ask you quickly have yeah, yeah. you rewatched the other episodes as well multiple or, times or, yeah <laughs> yeah okay i was gonna say because i've gone back uh-huh. um i've gone back and i've watched the first two i think i've watched them each at least twice at this point I think I watched the first one three times maybe just because there were a couple mm-hmm. of little things that i wanted to see if i had missed or right. to try to pick up on um, but this one definitely warrants another viewing. Yes, this one I have watched twice today, so <laughs> it was it was so good that I and I'm glad you asked me to be on tonight because this has been my favorite episode just so far. But I have found myself saying that about every episode so far. So maybe next week's will be my next favorite episode. I don't know, but this was <laughs> such a great one. Yeah, well, and I, I I put this out on Twitter and then I told it to Matt as well because it was something that I was very cognizant of going into um and 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 I, i'm very happy you know i said that uh from from this episode we can tell that the uh kenobi series is in very good hands <laughs> yes uh because deborah chow who who directed this episode will actually be directing uh the the entire kenobi series so i think they picked a good one <laughs> and uh, i i think so yeah, it's clear from watching this episode that she has a passion for the characters. She has a passion for the universe in general. And she knows how to handle fan service without making it, you know, grotesquely sweet almost, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and, you know, it's for me, it's also important is she can direct some action. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? oh, absolutely. Uh, there, there was so much in this. I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is I need to breathe. I need to break. <laughs> I I did stand up and cheer. I'm not gonna lie. That last the last like ten minutes or so, I literally stood up from my seat and like hands over my head cheered. Yeah, I was so excited to see some of that play out on the screen. So yeah, this this was a roller coaster episode. It tugged at my heartstrings. It uh, made me want to fight somebody. It was just <laughs> so good. It, I just loved it. Just loved it. Well, and you know another thing too is. Uh, which I mean, you know, I don't know. A lot of times, like if stuff seems a little too, you know, people will be like, "Oh, I saw that coming," you know, and so then they kind of dog it or whatever. For me, this episode, I actually on 
I'm trying to remember whether it was the last episode of MandoCast or if it was one of the other podcasts that I've been on. But I was actually talking. I said, here's how I think it's going to happen. And uh, and it's basically what happened was I'm like, he's going to go in there. He's going to be like, yeah, nope, I, I'm doing my thing. You know, like I'm I always <laughs> do stuff by the book. Here's the, the child. I'll take that Beskar. Let's go get that made into some armor, and I'm going to come back and murder everyone. <laughs> right. So all of that, to me, was very uh, th- that we. I think a lot of people knew that was going to happen because that seems to just follow the beat of where the story was right. going. Right. The 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 real shocker was how they handled those last few minutes. Mm-hmm. I did not expect to see full on Mando assault. Oh, like yeah, that was dude. I didn't call that. <laughs> Uh, in no. fact, I specifically said because we were talking about like, oh, you know, we we love um, uh, Quill. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if the, yeah. the pronunciation yeah. is correct of his name. I can spell it, but uh, I don't know that I can pronounce it. But you know, <laughs> with him, uh, we were talking about like how we'd love to see him again, and I said, well, you know, the Mando seems to kind of have a kinship with him. And with the actual Mandalorians, from what we had seen, I th- was thinking, oh, okay, he this isn't something where he's going to go to for any sort of support or anything like that. I, I think, you know, I was picking up on it as, like, the, the Mandalorians were almost, uh, you know, they'd be sort of become impoverished and, and he was helping out or whatever. I was totally wrong on that. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> they, they can handle themselves. Yep. So what did you guys, uh, this is a question I had, what did you guys make of the comment that only one of them can go out at a time? Because it seems like the Mandalorian, the main, the main, our main character, is out all the time. Well, so, I, I mean, my takeaway from that was, my takeaway from that was um, she had made the comment about how, you know, they're living, uh, they're living underground, they have to hide from the remainder of society. And it mm. kind of pieced together the other elements about why he never takes off his helmet. And so I guess it's easy to say that if only one goes out at a time, um, and they're always wearing some sort of helmet, you never truly know how many there are. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, that's fair. And so I, I think it was just a matter of trying to keep themselves underground and safe uh, as long as possible. Because now that everybody knows that there's a bunch of them out there, they they essentially have a target on their back now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's now true. Yeah, do. yeah. That yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's just sort of they they're almost uh, they stay single file to hide their numbers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, and I, you know. That is the kind of thing because obviously we know the Mandalorians have changed a lot. You know, looking through the uh, the Clone Wars and the uh, the Rebels television show, mm-hmm. these Mandalorians aren't the Mandalorians that were in either of those iterations. And you know, they they mentioned the Purge, and I, I wonder if that's almost a th- you know that's sort of a new thing too. Of like, yeah, you have you ever taken your your helmet off? Because it would be you know it'd probably be very easy to take your helmet off and blend in if you don't want to uh be purged but yeah that would make sense yeah yeah Yeah, you you could really hide uh in plain sight by actually taking your helmet off uh but the mandalorians stand out by keeping their armor on and man it i i want that armor i asked my wife if it would be appropriate for me to wear a mando helmet to work one day and she uh (laughs) she told me no that wouldn't work out but i just it's just so cool and it's so cool to see 
you know, we're used to seeing Boba Fett uh, in his armor and Jango. They look pretty similar, at least their design. But with all these other Mandalorians, man, there's some cool, cool uh, outfits there. Cool armor. Yeah, but just think, if you got a, a real working rangefinder, you oh, could, like, gosh, really zero in. Me? You could you could zero yeah, in on those root canals. And that 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 might be a selling point right there. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine that? It's like oh, so we need to take X rays of my teeth. Nope, nope. I got this. Nope. You just pull the rangefinder right down, here. and you... <laughs> I love it. Oh, <laughs> So yeah, I mean, it's like I mean, starting at the at the first of it, and, and and I've said this every time, they know exactly how cute Baby Yoda is. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. the first thing out of that little bassinet, he just pops his little head out, like, "What's going on?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> I I think the funniest thing that really uh, that I saw, I saw this after the second episode, but it was a meme that was floating around online, and it said it was just a guy, you know, doing like the "I'm gonna make it rain" motion with his hands, with the dollar bills in his hands, right. and it just said, uh, "Comic Con Artist Alley." Uh, artists be like and he's just doing the because this is essentially baby group oh yeah yeah yes yeah i mean absolutely. as far as like that sort of likability of a mm-hmm. character you know uh, yeah a hundred percent yeah everybody's going where can i get this where can i get baby yodas you know and, and it's this week right didn't they haven't uh someone announced it might have been hasbro directly announced that i think we're getting some new merch yeah. and there's gonna be some sort of baby yoda merch yeah i think mm. essentially they're fast tracking it because they uh filoni was talking about that they essentially didn't clue any of the uh the retailers in because they said they're like no that's how this stuff always gets leaked so you know we're holding off, but we're gonna make sure that it all shows up in time for Christmas. So you know, I think they're having to fast track it because they're like, "Uh, we need all this money." <laughs> yeah, you're right. Exactly. That's good because that that was a great reveal. You know they they hit they hit that well by saying you know 50 years old and all that, and then you see that baby Yoda, and it was just a cool reveal. It was up there with some of the other great ones in Star Wars. So totally exciting, and it made my kids love it even more. Yeah. So pretty fun you know and from a marketing standpoint they have to be super careful because once they start putting out any sort of merchandise right especially if they're going to put out a figure or some something along those lines they potentially have to name the character which we Mm. still don't have a name for that character Mm. that's interesting yeah we the mandalorian can go by the mandalorian and doesn't need a name but yeah what do you call you have it the 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 asset or the child that they've been calling it but uh the the asset would be good the child would would potentially be good but yeah yeah i don't know know, they're not going to call it baby yoda we don't have a species so they can't even really fully (laughs) identify it by species it can't be (laughs) off world yet off-world baby yoda or something like that yeah. like they did with the job yeah off-world yeah. baby yoda <laughs> yeah yeah it's that that's a very good point that i think and and that may be a little bit of it too um i, I didn't even think about that as far as having some sort of a an, you know like what's the the search field for it you know like if you're trying to put on amazon what's it going to be called? I, I didn't even think about that. So that may be another reason that they've been holding off is to keep that name from uh, getting out there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and, and of course he's popping out of like actually climbing out of his bassinet again. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this ends up, we find out later, this ends up being 
very uh, integral, like a, a bit of foreshadowing for it. But you know, he basically grabs the knob off of uh, the console. <laughs> he just pulls it right <laughs> off the the little lever there to to eat. You know, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's funny you said to eat because as yeah. I was watching the episode today, I'm thinking to myself. What the heck does Baby Yoda eat? Uh, giant frog. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we saw last episode. Yeah, hey, but frogs like, as big I as know, him. Just, I, I don't. For some reason, that ran through my mind. Like, how are they feeding this thing? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's. Um, I would imagine. I mean, which, who knows, right? Because this thing is fifty years old. Right. Um. So who knows what its dietary needs are like? Because you would think that. Like, wow, you eat a frog the size of you, you're going to have a stomach ache. <laughs> but who knows? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Force suppression. Right, right. Uh, so then then we have uh, Carl Weathers' grief cargo show up. He basically, in the little hologram, says, go straight to the client. He's all giddy about it. He goes, I don't know if he wants to eat this thing or mount it, but you know, he's really excited about it. So... <laughs> He goes there and uh, like the first thing he asked the guy, which is I think the proper answer goes, "How many fobs did you uh, do you hand out?" And you know he's yeah. just like, he's like, "Oh, you know I um, was like I need to make sure that uh, it was acquired, you know." But hey, he's like, "To the victor goes the spoils." And then we see we find which someone had mentioned before I, I, I'd seen. Uh, so this is I guess going back to like old canon or whatever, but. When it was mentioned before that a Comptonum of Beskar, someone's like, "Yep, that's the ice cream maker." Yeah, <laughs> and so of course we get it. Yes. <laughs> I, I was I was on Twitter this afternoon, and I'm like, "Why is Wilro Hood trending? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what did I miss?" <laughs> right. Yeah. So that because that's the thing is that uh, I mean Wilro Hood. I, I, has his own fan base you know they're at, at every convention like for instance i know dragon con and so, uh star wars celebration they always have the wilro hoods get together take yeah. pictures and then they do the running of the wilro hoods yeah. <laughs> so those guys have got to be so excited right now <laughs> yeah like yes <laughs> yep they're all gonna come with Beskar steel props next year. Yeah, that's hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I want a I want a Beskar uh steel phone case. Like that is the perfect shape and size for a phone case. That's that's what I want. Oh, see, that's I was a going great, a different that's route. That's a great call. I was thinking yeah. chocolate bar. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could do that too. <laughs> <laughs> you you're thinking practical, I'm thinking with my stomach. <laughs> Oh, I'll be man. I'll be at Galaxy's Edge in like a week and a half, so oh, I'm sure they'll be like I'm sure they'll be like uh, race crispy treats or something. Yes, <laughs> yes, please. If if not, then soon. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then of course the 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 title pops up, which is uh, the sin, which I find kind of interesting because it's almost a I feel like this is almost a uh, um ironic title. Mm-hmm. Um, but it works very well. Yeah, the uh, that that's kind of what I thought too when I saw it. It was titled "The Sin." I was trying to see what is the sin. The sin seems to be, I guess, asking about the bounty afterwards and not just or about the quarry, I guess, and uh, caring about it. Is that is that what you guys got out of it? I thought it was essentially 
breaking the bounty hunter's code. Yeah, right. Yeah, by asking about it, and uh, yeah, that's uh, see, that's what and, I meant. Yeah, and I actually, I actually thought it was. I thought the actual sin was him handing over the child to begin with. Mm, wow. And yeah, then that, that going also back feels, for it right. was the reconciliation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That yeah, I mean, you could really read it multiple ways. I mean, I think obviously like the the bad thing he did was hand it over. The good thing he did was go back. But yeah. I think right. as far as like the code is concerned, it's the other way around. Um, so like anything in Star Wars, I guess it depends on your point of view. Mhm. Yeah, Very much. but you, the uh, the other takeaway I had from it, especially towards the end, um, was that, you know, I would think that even rescuing the child would have been the right thing to do as far as, like, Mandalorian armor uh, honor was concerned. Mm-hmm. And so turning over the child was even a sin against his own people. And so I think it was kind of about him having to choose what path he was going to walk. Well, yeah, and uh, in fact, you know what? That That's actually really good. Let me, I'm trying to scroll, or not scroll down, but uh, through here. Yeah, I, I, of course, I didn't write that in my notes, but it was actually very important that that seems to be a part of the, the Mandalorian code, you know, where they say that foundlings are the future. Is that the... Yeah. Yes. So... Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right on that. That's I think that's his two codes almost um, running counter to each other, as far as you know, he as a bounty hunter versus as a Mandalorian, and yeah, that to me that that was very telling. Um, you know that that hey, he's not he's not really being a Mandalorian right now, and I think that's why he got the help that he got towards the end of the episode. Right, I think his crisis of faith was, you know, essentially just it, it essentially projected to the rest of the Mandos in the base. And they were like, no, he made he made a choice, right? Mm-hmm. He made a decision. It's the right decision as far as we're concerned. You know, this is the way. And let's yep. go do it. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's very good. But I, I noticed as soon as he's walking in with that uh, that ice cream maker, all the eyes start going on him like, Oh man, <laughs> you know, because he's already shown up with like the one to to yeah. make his pauldron, and then, um, you know, he he sort of uh, goes through, and uh, they actually go and check it out, and they're like, "Oh, this was taken in the purge," uh, which, like I said, I, I thought was kind of interesting because I don't, uh, Ryder, do you know if there's anything? Has there been any mention to the purge prior? I've never heard of anything about a Mandalorian purge before. Okay. I and I'm not big into expanded universe and all that, but I that didn't sound familiar to me at all. And I was trying to think who would want to purge them. I I, I don't know the Empire, old Empire. Well, I, well, I don't know. Well, you know, because well, oh, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. Well, I was going to say. I mean, I, I've just been assuming that the idea behind the purge was. Um, that the Empire, be it old, new, First Order, wherever, wherever, I mean, because we know we sit kind of in the middle of these timelines. But mm-hmm. my, my assumption is just that, you know, the Empire has enough problems with the rebels, right, coming up and going down and coming up and going down, however many times the Resistance forms and reforms. And and the the Mandalorians must be the only other major sort of thorn in their paw 
so to speak, right? That's an entire culture based on military mm-hmm. with really strong weaponry, really strong creeds and values and, and, and a tribal, a tribal group of people mm-hmm. there. The empire cannot allow them to be there because they're never going to bow to the empire. Yeah. Well, and, it, and it, it explains why they're in hiding, right? I, I mean, that's that's been my takeaway so far. Yeah, and, you know, this, this show is set five years after Return of the Jedi, but it shows later on in the episode a flashback when the Mandalorian is, I don't know how old he is, like eight maybe, and those super battle droids are there blasting stuff, and it mm-hmm. looks like probably killed his family. So that would set the, I mean, if that was the purge that he's thinking of, I mean, that's been 30 years ago or something like that. So, you know, whatever that would fit in the, you know, probably original or uh prequel trilogy timeline somewhere around then and with the super battle droids that would make sense right yeah i mean it's very likely but i i was kind of thinking a more along the lines of like like what matt was saying um just because of like thinking like real world you know we know yeah. that like for instance like hitler had planned to you know he, he it's like okay it's like we're gonna take out the jews and it's like you know they were working uh, with the Russians, and then they were just essentially going to wipe them out as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think it's sort of that thing of like, okay, we've wiped out the Jedi. Who else can we hate on? Like, who yeah. else can can we say these people? They're the they're the one uh, the cause of all of our problems. So that yeah. that was kind of what I was wondering is you know if if maybe it's that um, because again like we've seen in Rebels the. Uh, you know, we saw the Mandalorians actually working with the Empire at that point, so that's why I assumed it would have had to mm. been uh, post Rebels. But but even that, even in Rebels, wasn't it? It was a group that was working with their Empire, but Sabine's family wasn't working with the Empire, were they? Uh, I, I don't. Th- I think it took some convincing by Sabine to get her group to fight against the empire if i remember right but my my recollection was that they were more my recollection was that it took some convincing from sabine to Mm -hmm. get them to choose a side Mm -hmm. okay that they they were more still sort of like that's your problem that's that's (laughs) not our world that's you we're over here you know doing our thing you guys kill each other like i i mean i could be remembering it wrong i haven't rewatched rebels since it ended um i've got to go back and watch that episode (laughs) but but that's like for some reason that's what i was thinking that like i i don't know because we know the sabine was a an imperial you know she she had mentioned she had built weapons for the imperials um right so and then, which, you know what, and then it seems like maybe part of it was that they did turn her weapon on the, the Mandalorians at that point, so. Right. Whew, yes, I don't know. Right. We gotta go back yeah. and try to <laughs> try to figure all this out where everything's gonna fall <laughs> in line. But you also have to remember, though, I don't want to completely derail us and go on a mm-hmm. Rebels talk, but you also have to remember, though, that at that point, Sabine had already sort of abandoned the clan. So she right. could have been developing for the Empire as sort of a, this is a gig for me and it's keeping me alive and it's keeping me away. But I, anyway, yeah, I know you're good. Who you're knows? Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I, Hey, look, I mean, any excuse to go back and watch rebels. Um, I've, Truth. I, I really enjoyed that. So, uh, you know, I have been meaning to go back cause it's like, uh, I, I think some of this stuff might, might, especially with Filoni being, uh, on board with, with uh, the Mandalorian that, 
Like definitely worth going back and watching both the the Mandalorian stuff in Clone Wars and Rebels. Uh, so the last thing that kind of is mentioned that, uh, of importance uh, while he's sort of down in the little Mandalorian compound is she goes, oh, the excess can go toward making the whistling birds. And I was like, did she just say whistling birds? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that? I, th- You know, and they're talking about like the foundlings and stuff. So I thought like, is this some kind of like little cutesy toy for kids? Yeah. And she's like, oh, you know, so the, so the kids will have toys or whatever. <laughs> no, no. It's a toy, but it's a grown-up toy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't sure what was going on there. At first, I thought it was some some kind of mark they were going to put in his armor. I, I, I was totally confused uh, uh, right up until they blew up the stormtroopers. Right. right yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, th- that that's why she said, "Oh, it's good against many enemies or whatever." So I was like, "Okay, well, I know I know where this is going. I can see which, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can see where you're about to zig and zag." Um, but also, like, yeah, you mentioned the the battle droid scene when, um, you know, once again, every time every time he builds armor, he has a flashback. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, you know, you actually see the battle droids doing the killing. Now, I had uh, sort of wondered if this was not the case early on uh, because of his sort of his uh, hatred of droids. And then I was like, "Wait, we saw we saw those battle droids. Let me check." And then I went back and watched, or uh, you know, the uh, the trailer that they dropped, and you can actually see in in those images. Um, his basically his his uh, family running from the the battle droids at that point, so they kind of spoiled it uh, early on with those images. It just happened all so fast and out of context, so you had nothing to to really sit on it with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, he he gets his armor, comes back in, and grief is uh, he's all celebrating and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and funny enough, I actually just on the. I had had the epiphany. I, I was um, on the uh, the six hundred two podcast, and uh, Matt, the one of the hosts there, he he had mentioned you know how grief kind of seemed like a car salesman or whatever, and I was like, wait a second, like you know it just sort of washed over me at that point, and I'm like, you might be onto something here because of course, yeah, Star Wars naming convention. They always have something in mind when they they name the characters, you know. Like, sure. It's it's no coincidence that, for instance, uh, you know, Savage Oppress sounds like <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> like Savage Oppression, yeah, you know. Yeah. So like they they definitely do these things intentionally. So I'm like, so his name is Grief, and uh, you know, Christine, my wife, she's also one of the hosts on there, and and she says, oh, so you think uh, he's going to give someone grief? And I'm like, probably, <laughs> yeah, yeah pro- probably. That's that's. That sounds about right. <laughs> so yeah, so so of course, that's how we kind of see. Is you know he he asked me he goes he goes how many fo- you know how many of them have fobs and he's like all of them, all of them. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's where you get you're like this Joker is just trying like he doesn't care about anybody else. No, you know? he's trying to he's stroking the Mando's ego and the Mando is figuring his stupid crap out right at the same time when he figures out everybody's got a fob. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's just like trying to just any sort of um any sort of bounty or whatever, he'll just hand them out. He doesn't care if he's actually pitting his own 
people against each other, which is kind yeah. of interesting because you're just like, wait, you're supposed to have this bounty hunter code, but yet you essentially put your own guys against each other out out in the field so that you can, you know, uh, profit off collect. of it. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, at the end of the day, he just wants to collect his two uh, his two pieces of Beskar and <laughs> get on have a drink. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's I. I thought Carl Weathers did a great job of of showing like, oh, this character is not, you know, he's not on your team. He is slimy. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm I'm I'm. It'll be interesting to see how he continues to uh, how he continues to develop. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, that also, so he he asked the client or uh, Werner Herzog's character, and then he also asked grief about it but you know he asked like oh like what what are you going to do with it and then the the client got mad and he said like how uncharacteristic of someone of your uh kind or something like that you know and then uh grief tells him oh it's against the code to ask you know so i I thought that was kind of interesting like i said they, they very much it's like you've got a guy here who's just like yeah whatever it's like you're all getting each other killed but i made money you know that's totally that's Code doesn't say that's wrong, but the code yeah. says that uh, asking questions is wrong. You know, <laughs> you yeah. can double you can double cross everybody. Just don't ask about it afterwards. Right, yeah. that's right. Right. First like, rule of bounty hunter club is don't <laughs> yeah. ask about bounty hunter club. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, he. Uh, and then he tells me he's like, well, he's like, he's like, fine. He's like, if you. He's like, if you want, he's like, go to the core and, and report them. And he's like, yeah, like that'll do anything, you know? <laughs> right, right. Like that's not gonna, yeah. So, um, he basically he he's kind of sulkingly he takes his uh his beskar and and leaves and he goes hops on a ship and then th- this was a part where I was like that is great storytelling. He starts firing up the ship. He goes to hit the whatever that lever is. And notices the knob's gone. Yeah. And I was like, perfect. You know, because it's, it's just those little things they set up in the beginning that have important uh, meaning later. You know? And so, of course, he, he kind of pauses and then he, he really has to think, like, am I doing the right thing? And then, of mm-hmm. course, he starts shutting it all down and then the music starts to get, like, really awesome where it's like, okay, <laughs> I know what's going to happen here. <laughs> And it sets up for probably one of the best sequences in like Star Wars history ever, this in is, my opinion. Yeah, this is yeah. like Daredevil Hall fight. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I I I texted that to a friend of mine today, and I said I don't mean to be like hyper hyperbolic or anything like that, but this may be the best thing I've ever seen. This episode. I mean, it was so good, and I know. I'll probably calm down and think a little clearer tomorrow, but it was so good. I mean, he, he took out like three stormtroopers with baby Yoda in his arm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, that's, that's Jedi caliber stuff right there. I'd say, you know, from a writing standpoint and from a series flow standpoint, we really needed this episode and especially that sequence this week, because, you know, the first week the show starts off with him being really strong. He's aggressive in that first fight sequence, but then he almost becomes, he almost becomes like uh, comedic and pratfally for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's always sort of a strong-willed character. You get that. But the whole sequence, him falling off the 
I forget the name of the creature, but that that whole sequence. Yeah. Oh, the uh, yeah the uh, the blurg. <laughs> yeah, and then like getting batted around by the rhino thing, and like all or, of that or stuff, even like, <laughs> even getting bested yeah. by the Jawas. <laughs> yeah, like it's so it was it was all very kind of comedic and pratfally, and so you really needed this to sort of reset the tone. Yeah. Or or at least balance out what mm-hmm. had gone on prior, and I think it sets us up real nicely for. I think next week is going to be a really solid episode too. Oh yeah. But, um, I mean, I think they're all going to be solid. But... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think we really needed it though. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I loved it from the beginning because I loved the, the precision and the, um, like how planned out everything was to me. The, the thing that, uh, I guess really appealed to me, he goes up, and basically activates the door so that the the gatekeeper droid comes out, and then he just slices the little eyeball <laughs> off of it, you know. Yeah, and and that's all to basically set up to to actually pull the stormtroopers out so that he can take them out there. And I love that kind of thing. It's like it's very like Rainbow Six ish. Yeah. And and who hasn't wanted to break off one of those gatekeeper droids <laughs> like ever since Return of the Jedi? Listen, as, as a mail carrier. I mean, essentially those little, <laughs> those those new uh, nest doorbells or whatnot. I mean, sometimes yeah. <laughs> when the when when the person who like you ring the doorbell, no one's home, and then the person's like on their phone, and it's like, do you are you in a convertible? Are you are you talking like via like through the car stereo to me, like driving down the road, like? pull over jerk don't yeah. don't answer you know and like because you can't hear a word they're saying yeah so i've been there i've, I've yeah, wanted to do there. that right. <laughs> close to home is what you're saying <laughs> they're like oh they destroyed your security but they didn't seem to steal anything <laughs> oh man but yeah it's you know what was great too is I think that one of the coolest things about the the Mandalorians in general is knowing that they have all these cool toys. You know, they're they're the Batman of yeah. of the uh, the Star Wars universe. So getting to him, to see him use basically all of them, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. and in ways that were uh, a little more unconventional compared to what we've seen in the past. Uh, you know, for instance, like him basically doing like the scorpion get over here with the, uh, the grappling hook was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was like a Spider-Man move or something like that. Like, yeah. you know, shoot something out, pull him back and then stab through a stormtrooper. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was, Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. It was good stuff. It was good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing I actually did jump ahead, though, that I think was important, too, as far as, like, visual storytelling. He walks over to that little dumpster, and you see the bassinet, like, sitting in the dumpster. Yeah. And I felt like that was very important, because that told him everything that, that he needed to know, that, oh, they are not taking care of this child. They, yeah. you know, the like, the only sense of comfort that it has, they've just tossed in the trash. Right, they're not reading him Mother Goose. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, he... Uh, see, he doesn't have the range... I, I don't know if he's ever going to get the, the range finder on his helmet or not, but he's got it on his blaster, um, which also, we see it can basically pick up uh, um, heat signature and sound, which I, I was pretty excited about that because I was like, I wouldn't expect the sound part. 
I kind of feel like the rangefinder on the helmet is a companion piece to the rocket pack. Oh, so we'll, so we'll get them both at the same time. We'll get them both at the same. Because think about it, you can't really use the rangefinder on your blaster well if you're zipping through the air. Right. You need right. it on your helmet. You need something a Very little true. bit yeah. hands free. It's Bluetooth. Yeah. He, need, he needs Mando Bluetooth <laughs> once he's zipping through the sky. So yeah. So once he gets uh, the the proper amount of Beskar and, and upgrades to those, yeah. they'll come as a set. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know we get a couple uh, we do get a couple of lines um it seems like it's a bit broken up the way they do it but you know they basically says uh herzog or, or the client says you know just extract the essence and be done with it he says um you know you need to hurry i can't guarantee your safety uh at this point or whatever so he's basically just sort of pushing that uh that scientist around to essentially kill baby yoda yeah, and, and I, I was I gotta be honest with you, I was shocked by the about face mm-hmm. by the scientist. Like I and I don't think that it was just for show. I think that he legitimately either had some sort of soft spot or was delaying it. Um I mean I don't know what you guys take was on that 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 sequence, but I, I mean I was right there with you because I I mean, you know, I am uh trained by television that the scientist always ends up being the bad guy right (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i i i wasn't sure um you know when i from the the first episode i thought the doctor was the bad guy um now i feel like he's a good guy but who knows if he's like i you know i don't know he he was the one that that when the the client Warner Herzog said, you know, there would be a, a lower fee if he's brought in dead, or if the the asset is brought in dead, and the, the doctor said, well, that wasn't the agreement or whatever. So maybe he's good. Maybe we'll see. I I I don't know. I I hate to guess in Star Wars because I'm pretty much always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to guess in Star Wars. Yeah. Just don't create head cannon that yeah, you'll be upset yeah. when it doesn't work out, <laughs> and then it breaks your heart. Yes, right. I've done that plenty. <laughs> <laughs> so and and now this was another thing it was uh, sort of uh something that may not have picked up on exactly but we've we actually now have baby yoda's sex we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl but these you know the, the mandalorian is has referred to it as um it or like you know he told the job was like get away from it yeah. right um yeah but the scientist and i'm taking you know his word as a scientist that he he can tell you know the the sex of the species but he says don't hurt him he's just a child right so that at least kind of informs us that okay this is baby yoda not baby yaddle <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> that makes sense that absolutely makes sense yeah and then of course he tells us if it wasn't for him then uh it would already be dead yeah right so yeah. Yeah, it's, and that was my thing. Is I'm like, what? I feel like you need to get some information here. Like, I, I get you don't have time, but you might want to pull this guy along with you. But yeah, uh, he probably would not have survived. No, what's uh, <laughs> what's coming? No. So <laughs> no. no, no, no. He, he would have been a red shirt at that point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He wouldn't be able to take it out, take out the the stormtroopers with Baby Yoda in one arm, the Doctor in the other arm. He that, <laughs> that wasn't happening. <laughs> I, I mean, that's just unrealistic. That, right. That's that's gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So he. Uh, I don't know. Like, I I don't know if he's gonna come back. I mean, I guess this way, I'm hoping that essentially he can come back and get some answers because I feel like. 
where else do you get answers about about this uh what's going on here i i absolutely think he he comes back because mm-hmm. if he doesn't come back there's no reason to keep him alive right right you know what i mean like there's there's no re- and i mean unless it's just a con- you know it's just a, a moral decision by the by the character but right I, I feel like there's going to be more because, you know, I, you know, we haven't seen the last of grief. We haven't seen the last of the client. Um, and if we haven't seen the last of the client, I, you know, I imagine we haven't seen the last of the doctor. Right. Dr. Pershing. Right. Yeah. Pershing. That, yeah, that was his name. Yeah. It's funny. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> there's many characters that are unnamed. Um, it's so, even the ones that do get named. It's like, wait, what was his name? What was that guy's <laughs> name? Again? Rando Doctor Number One. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> a guy who's probably he 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 may come back, but I feel like his his episodes are numbered. Yeah, yeah his days no. are numbered yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah, he does not survive the series. <laughs> and uh, so, and and I expected this. Like I said, it's you know, and, and not that I, I was upset by any of it, but a lot of times I'm like, okay. I expect to see this thing. I expect this to happen. You know, when they explained the uh, the whistling birds, it's like, okay, so there's going to be a point here at which he's going to get surrounded and he's going to have to use them. And then sure enough, yeah. he, yeah. Uh, you know, they, they do, they, they sort of come out, they got him surrounded and then he sets uh, baby Yoda down and then just fires all the whistling birds. It's like, yeah, that's about what I expected. <laughs> yeah. That was his Yondu moment. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, and the cool thing about this series so far is that, yeah, things like that, you kind of expect them to happen, but they still kind of blow my mind when they actually happen. It's like, wow, that was way better than I could have even pictured it. Yeah. 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 Oh, like I said, I'm I'm not upset at all. Like, my yeah. thing is, and he, like, that's what I did in school was I, I studied, you know, writing and, and, and especially like television and film writing. Mm. And so, I, like, yeah, you see these things all the time, but at the same time, you're just going to be jaded if you constantly expect people to reinvent the wheel it's like yes that that doesn't happen there's so many times when people are like oh my gosh this is amazing they totally um was the works they talked about it too for um the the sisters brothers movie about how it uh, subverts the western genre and i'm like listen no, <laughs> no <just laughs> giving giving it. me an unsatisfying uh unclimatic ending or anticlimactic ending is not so that's just making me mad that you did nothing <laughs> <laughs> good there. Right. So yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm okay if things, you know, feel a little uh familiar if they're awesome. <laughs> it's well right. again, it the familiarity is a little bit comforting, but it comes down to the execution. You know, it comes right. down to how it actually plays out visually, how it looks, how does it progress the the story or, or at least the character arc. So, so far they've handled all those things. Yeah, certain things have been predictable as far as how the story is going to develop, but that's okay because once you actually see it play out and how well it's done, you're like, yeah, I don't care that I figured that out 30 seconds yeah. ago. That was yeah. badass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yes, for sure. And, but speaking of, of badass... I think this is my favorite moment uh, in the series so far. And that's, you know, again, this was when they set up earlier when he goes, he goes, how many fobs, you know, how many of them have fobs? And then he's like, all of them. <laughs> that was not a lie. <laughs> that was not a lie. <laughs> because we're thinking, oh, cool, he's out of there. And he starts walking out on the street and everyone's fob starts going off. And I was yeah. like, oh, man. Like, now it's really about to ramp up. 
because these aren't like emaciated stormtroopers left over from <laughs> you know five years ago. These yeah, are right. you know these are uh, bounty hunters that are having to work daily just to you know just to put gas in the tank. Yeah. So that was awesome. Yeah, just just everyone's fob going off just one by one was cool. You know, and, and it's funny you should you made the emaciated stormtrooper comment because mm-hmm. one of my favorite parts of the episode, which was kind of it was it was sort of subtle, but when the one stormtrooper's gun jammed, uh huh, I, I was like, and and they just kind of they like let it happen because he had some dialogue and it kept moving forward, and all I could think to myself is, are these guys never not completely inept? <laughs> <laughs> true like true do they ever get past just being stupid yeah (laughs) but you know you know one of them in in that uh when he was going to get baby yoda one of them actually hit the mandalorian i think in the shoulder and i thought well that's probably a victory that's as close (laughs) as we're getting he's like that's it i i'm a hero in stormtrooper lore (laughs) he gets a medal for that well, hey, I mean, look, there, uh, you got to remember there was a stormtrooper that uh, shot Leia in the arm, right? Like, <laughs> like they're not all terrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's right. But, you know, I, I think, honestly, the, the gun jamming, in my opinion, is, is less about being like, oh, you know, stormtroopers are inept as much as it's kind of saying, hey, we're, we're long, you know, this is, this is a while past the Empire. You know, yeah. this, the stormtrooper armor is not shiny anymore, and the guns aren't... Uh, you know they're they're not cleaning everything every day. They're not keeping everything well maintained, and uh, you know this is just sort of showing like how much of a uh, a relic uh, of the empire that that they actually are. Yeah, that's a good point too. So. I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, absolutely, you're right. But it also may have just been like <laughs> dumb stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit of both. A little of column A, a little yeah, a little, yeah, a. yeah, exactly. That's that, I find I find myself saying that a lot when people are yeah. like, "Oh, would you rather Mandalorian this that?" I'm like, "Why not both?" <laughs> and and this is the why show that answers ourselves? that question: is why not both? <laughs> um, and now I love this. This is probably as much fan service as this show gives. I think this is probably the the most like turn to the camera and and nod moment but i wasn't even mad uh when grief says i'm your only hope yeah Yeah, i started laughing so hard at that i mean it was like it it was very turn turn you know like a turn and nod but at the same time it was kind of great because it's like wait no, you're not. <laughs> I almost kind of expect me kind of look to the camera and just weak. And right. Then turn back. Like, right. <laughs> like, remember? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, but, you know, and it's, I love the, the, you know, the, the shootout starts happening and everything. Cause of course he's not gonna, he's not gonna cow to these guys. Um, but he jumps on the speeder and he tells the droid drive, and then it just does its he- swings its head back and forth. No, <laughs> and he just puts it going. It's part of this drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah that that was that was great because I, I I mean which who doesn't right? But I, I love uh, astromech droids, especially like the some of the different color schemes. Like this one, I think was white and yellow. Yeah, white and yellow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a, a good-looking one, which unfortunately cool. is no longer a uh, a functioning one. But <laughs> I mean, I mean, in case you didn't know this, sir, I have like I don't know fifty different Astrobeck droids in my collection. Right. So oh, I know. Yeah. If they put that droid out, I will be purchasing. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> I know you. You do the um, every year they do like the the Christmas and Halloween droids. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah I remember. <laughs> I remember cool. you. Uh, 
<laughs> having to get those. In fact, actually, I think I can see them. You've got your video chat up. I think I actually see them next to your little BB-8 on the floor. Yep, there's some of them down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Star Wars, I can spot that anywhere. I'm like, let's see, Green Arrow, Green Arrow, Green Arrow. There's a Star Wars. There's a Star Wars. Um, but yeah, so then when it's looking like maybe he uh, he fired off his whistling birds too soon, of course, we get the Mandalorian Calvary show up. Right. And we find out everybody has jetpacks except for the Mandalorian. Except for the Mandalorian. And he's got he's to get one of those. Right, right. <laughs> So yeah. it's, it, you know, but it, that's, that's pretty, it's, it's funny, right? It was a little bit comedic, but it's also interesting. Cause I think it plays into that very first episode where I, I forget the exact phrase she uses, but what does she say? He, he doesn't have his name or his designation yeah, or his, his signet. Yeah. Ha, has yeah, your signet, signet been revealed? Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. like, he's still crawling his way through the ranks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he's and still, he clearly has certain, like he has his still armor Padawan status. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. He's, 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 he's still trying to prove himself. himself. And yeah. yeah. And I think when, uh, the armor said something about, uh, I, I can't remember exactly how the conversation went, but she asked, you know what he killed, and he said a or, or who de- who dented his armor, and he said a mudhorn, and she said, okay, a mudhorn it is basically, and he's like, right. well, I didn't really do it myself, and and who really wants a mudhorn as your signet? Yeah, but, that's kind of like know. someone's like, you should get to, get that as a tattoo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe I didn't do that on my own, right? Yeah, yeah. Said, so yeah, it does feel like he's still trying to prove himself to the other uh, Mandalorians, and they right. have all this cool armor and stuff and jetpacks, and he's just kind of piecing <laughs> things together. He got a new shoulder pad last time. I mean, a shoulder armor last time, and right. Yeah, I mean, he's he he still, still his uh, his hand plates are still the uh, shore trooper hand plates, which I'm not oh, that wow. mad about because I mean, I love the shore trooper armor, yeah. so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not cool. too upset about that. Um. But yeah, he, you know, and that's nothing I get to brag on myself. I, I have been saying uh, for a while that I, I thought that the, um, when they talked about the signet was I, I had, which it's funny, I was referring to it as like a spirit animal type thing where I was like, oh, it's going to be, you know, because we know that, that all this stuff is basically a part of their religion. And so, you know, we, it gets said a lot that, that, oh, they're, they're tribal. The Mandalorians are tribal. So I thought, okay. Maybe this is almost like how like the Native Americans had their spirit animals. So of course they'd put like, you know, symbols of like bears or deer or, or uh, right, wolves, wolves or, or yeah. whatever, right? <laughs> Which the funny thing is, I was I was talking to a buddy of mine, and he goes, "Oh, you, so you mean kind of like a Patronus?" And I was like, "Yeah, I guess that would have probably been the the easiest <laughs> way to describe it." <laughs> yeah. So his uh, his Patronus, which, um, I I joked, but then I was like. I don't know. It, it might end up being the case. It's like, is Baby Yoda going to be his Patronus? Is that I was what's going to say? I wonder if it's going to end up being Baby Yoda, right? <laughs> and I, you know, I think the significance of the title of the show and the, you know, the unmasking and the character. Everybody just calls him Mando. You know, I think that's. I, I think it's all just plays into that character beat mm-hmm. that he just has not proven himself yet. He's yeah. he's he's the unnamed soldier at this point. Right. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, either the, the, the final episode or the penultimate episode, you know, he gets his signet, he gets his name. Um, and you know, you know, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of his identity now moving forward. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 
so much. Like I said, there was just so much like that this one threw at you, and I'm sure we're probably you know leaving stuff out that like I'm gonna go watch it after. I'm like, no, I needed to talk yeah. about this. <laughs> you know, but hey, that's Luckily, the beauty of having a, a weekly Mando show podcast that you can talk about it later <laughs> on if it does come back. Up. That's right. The top of episode four is all I missed in episode three. <laughs> oh yeah yeah and yeah pretty much i mean it's but that's okay that's that's totally fine again this is i mean hey there's only eight episodes so you know if i if i need to 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 do more i I can do more let let me ask you a quick question about eight episodes by the way do you think that the reason that they moved the penultimate episode to the thursday is so they don't compete with themselves on friday or do you think there's something that happens in that episode that ties into rise unless i'm mistaken and, and Ryder, you might uh know about this better than i do but i want to say that like they've almost said that like episode one something would be tying into rise which i would assume has to be uh baby yoda in in some yeah. form or fashion i don't know i i i don't know i i was surprised that they didn't have this series wrapped up before rise of skywalker came out but i'm glad it's not because I usually go through like a Star Wars depression after the movie comes out in December, <laughs> and I'm glad I have the Manda, the Mandalorian to carry me through the new year, at least so, to at least to the end of 2019. So, if that's the case, if that's the case, if that's what the tie-in is, then uh, do do you have your prediction what the what the tie-in to Rise could be? Do you have a thought? Mm. Do you have anything, Ryder? I, I do. I have. I, yeah, I, I do too. I hope. I hope you do because I don't and I have <laughs> made myself not guess what's going to happen in the rise of Skywalker because oh. I had so many expectations going into the last Jedi and I ruined myself and it uh, and it's just dumb and I can't do it. So I hope you have a I hope you have a good idea. Do you want me to share it or should I keep yeah. it to myself? <laughs> I, I'm curious. So I, I, I wonder if I wonder if all the rumors around rise of Jedi and uh whether it be the resurrection of the emperor or a clone of the emperor, I wonder if it is somehow tied into whatever essence mm. it is that they pull out of this mm. baby Yoda. It's some sort of force essence or whatever it might be that ties directly into bringing the emperor back or bringing him back to power, mm. something to do directly with his resurrection. That would be you know, my guess. That's, you yeah. know, Warner Herzog does have that uh, some sort of neck. Uh, you know, something that wears around his neck, some imperial thing. I, I believe the so, uh, the technical term is bling. Oh <laughs> yes, I, I think that is. I, and he seems like a bling type of guy, right? Uh, likes to have fun on the weekends. But nice, uh, yeah, so that would make sense. That, I like it. <laughs> right. So my my theory is. Um, that basically I think that it's just the, the whole clone. Cause I've been saying since, um, well, even since before celebration that I was like, Oh, clones, clones. And, and, and the big thing is like with those Sith troopers, they have the same, uh, visors as the, the clones do. So I'm like, Oh, the Sith troopers are clones. They're totally clones. Mm. I'm wondering if like this, you know, we call it baby Yoda. I'm wondering if, it may actually be Baby Yoda. If I thought that too, that it's a clone, too, right? Yeah. And so clone maybe in secret, Palpatine was cloning Jedi, and mm. the way that it, and how that ties in is we find out, oh, Ray is a clone, mm. and yeah, because Could be. here, here's the other thing that mm. that that leads into that too. 
Um, but Dr. Pershing's, um, his uniform, right? The emblem on his sleeve, yeah. doesn't it kind of look like the Camino? It, it, yeah, it is. The, yeah, it is. It is. Camino, yeah. Right. But it's, yeah. but it looks like it's a little variation on it. Right. Yeah. Or is it direct? Uh, I believe I, it's, it was pretty exactly. close. The yeah. comparisons I've seen, but okay. You know, I would. I was thinking if it was some kind, you know, they said the the baby Yoda is 50 years old. If it was some kind of a clone of Yoda, uh, you know, with the advanced aging of clones, I mean, it could be only 20 years old, but they've aged, you know, it's aged 50 years. So, I mean, however, that ties into a timeline or whatever. But, uh, you know, there have been clones mentioned in The Force Awakens. Kylo Ren mentioned using a clone army. So Mm -hmm. clones have been in the sequel trilogy, and it it, it would make sense that Palpatine may have something to do with that. Well, and even yeah. even going back to, um, I mean, to me, it, it totally makes sense to bring clones back because, of course, cloning was a big part of the Dark Empire series, which was a long, well, and also it was a big part of the, um, oh gosh, the Thrawn trilogy. Yep. The, and, yeah, the, the Zahn books, yeah. And, and those were the two big things that, uh, you know, the first things that we got after uh, Return of the Jedi. And on top of that, Hasbro, even that was their plan. They wanted to continue to make toys. And they're like, hey, it's basically like a second Clone Wars. And they, they come up with all this uh, stuff and everything. And it was all based off of like these evil clones and stuff. So I feel like, you know, in the past, the, the idea was always to move back to clones. So mm. for them to, to go this direction would not surprise me at all. Yeah. Yeah, so, and cool. like I said, I I, just, I I thought it was interesting that they moved that penultimate episode. Mm-hmm. So I it, it just it's you know it's one of two things they don't want to compete with themselves, which that doesn't strike me as something that's too big a deal. So I almost wondered if it was just a direct tie into the film, and so you move it to. Yeah, because well, I mean the thing is too is I feel like you know a lot of people will be going like thursday night anyway and then yeah you know yeah i mean my tickets for like eight o'clock thursday night so right yeah. right and yeah. so then like most people probably see it thursday night and then turn around and watch it uh watch the mandalorian right after so yeah right after i i think it's maybe something to kind of just get everybody real hyped going into uh the rise of skywalker that's that's my yeah. theory on it but yeah who knows i'm i'm like 90 percent of the time i'm right half the time <laughs> Carry the one. That's forty five percent. Seems like something Yogi, Yogi Berra may say that. <laughs> so, yeah. So the like we said, the Mandalorian cavalry shows up. We have awesome uh, fight. We see that minigun that the guy who you assume like hates him yeah. is kind of like leading the charge, and they're cool now. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. Um, Gives him a salute on the way out. Yeah. yeah. Right. And Again, uh, though, that, that that plays into that whole he made the right choice by the Mando code. Right. Yeah. Right. For sure. And um, which, hey, and that's the thing. It is called the Mandalorian, not the bounty hunter. So that's right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> right. that's true. Um, and then, of course, he goes, gets on the ship. And then again, this was something that I, I saw coming because it's a little bit of a, a tried and true trope. But griefs on the uh, the ship. He didn't see him when he went in there. And, the, and grief had kind of snuck on board. And. I love how he takes him out. The I, I thought that was so great, you know, of, of using things that you've seen so that you go, oh, I get what just happened instead of being confused yeah. or, you know, right. whatever. Like, it, it's it's a great way to explain things and, and not just have to sort of assume or take it at face value. But he basically, once again, uses the uh, the grappling hook 
and fires it at his little personal carbon freezing chamber. Yeah. And, you know, he kind of makes a, a smoke screen for himself. And then you, uh, I guess he wins the, the, the shootout. And uh, right. you think that, that Grief's dead. And then he kind of starts to wake up. And I was like, ah, oh, he's got that Beskar in there. And, of course, yeah, he pulls yeah. out that Beskar. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was just, it was so great. Like I said, it's, it's using all of those things that, like, we've seen but love and and just really just giving you something exciting <laughs> i just i loved this episode yeah. so did i yeah. um, and it just gets me more hyped for next week because i think next week we get the introduction of cara dune don't we yes and i know everybody's been excited going where is she when, when she's coming you know yeah and you know it's i think a, a lot of people are going to be excited w- with her showing up yeah um and, and yeah i mean it's I'm very, you know, and that that's a great thing too, because this is almost like I would say, um, this is probably let's see, looking at so this was episode three. Mm-hmm. There's eight episodes. Um, I would say this is probably the end of Act One. Oh, absolutely. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know that that, uh, which is great because that's the thing is like we now we're like okay, what does he do like? You know, we we've seen everything up to that point, but we're like, all right, you got the baby. Where are you gonna go? Yeah, yeah. where are you gonna go? What's he's gonna happen? He's gonna have a hard time being a bounty hunter now. He's not yeah. gonna get a lot of jobs bounty hunting, so he's got to figure something out. It seems like. I think he'll be just fine. Yeah. <laughs> he, he seems to be a capable man. Act <laughs> two, three bounty hunters and a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that somewhere. Maybe was that. <laughs> I'm trying to remember where I heard that. I heard somebody else mention that before. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I was like, "Wait, did I hear that from you? Did you say it, uh, <laughs> it wasn't me? <laughs> it wasn't you?" Okay, that's that's funny. Um, so I mean, I guess you. Uh, I mean, that's it. You know, we mentioned he's the 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 Mandalorian that's kind of flying beside him with a jetpack, and he says, "I got to get me one of those." Which I'm thinking, no, you don't. Those things yeah. are dangerous. It That's took right. out that took two fets out. <laughs> we lost two fets that way, <laughs> you know. And, and your your uh, experience with a mud horn, you probably don't want a jetpack. <laughs> you don't want to add that to the mix. You won't survive this time. Uh, <laughs> Django, he he lost his head and <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and do you guys have sort of any predictions of where you think that this story is going to go or? I, I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm com- I'm completely thoughtless on it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I I I honestly don't know. Um, and I I I have not tried to think about it either. Right. Um, for the same reason that Ryder mentioned before that he hasn't yeah. tried to think about too much of the rise. <laughs> I've thought more about the connection to Rise right. than I have thought about the rest of the series because at this point I think I just want the series to continue to surprise me mm-hmm. and yeah. you know and treat me right it's been yeah. so nice to me it's taken me out <laughs> yeah. of the days. right there was there's a lovely dinner yeah. just treat me right yeah yeah for sure yeah, like, it makes oh, sense yeah i i don't have any predictions either for the same reason i just want to go along for the ride i just want to enjoy it there's enough fan service in it uh that ties into you know the old empire there's even some tie-ins to uh the prequel trilogy um it just feels like perfect Star Wars right now, and I don't want to ruin it by uh, putting myself in the middle of it. Yeah, 
that's it. It's, you know, I, again, I'm more interested in how it ties into the overall picture. If it ties into the overall picture, than I am with where this next act is going to go. I'll just let it lead me down that path. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you guys are better, better men than me. I'm like, all right, let me think. Let me come up with all my little. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like there, there are little, there are little right. snippets here and there. Like obviously, he has to have some sort of reconciliation or understanding with IG Eleven. I assume that's going to be within the next yeah. episode or two. Um, whether oh, it's reprogramming or what, I don't know if IG Eleven's coming back. Um, I mean, he, he might, but then again, I, I don't well, know. Um, there's a there's a promotional shot, unless it was just a promotional shot, uh-huh. but there's a shot of IG-11, The Mandalorian, and Cara Dune right. walking together. Okay. And I think he has the asset in that, in that shot as well. So unless it was just a cool poster. Right. Um, God, I hope he comes back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Um, because like I said, it's, um, we, we saw him get shot. I mean, obviously he's a droid, so he could be reprogrammed or whatever, but you know, to my knowledge, he's only, the only things that have been shown, um, he was actually only slated for one episode. Mm. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it's, it's really a toss up because we know Taika Waititi at least is coming back to direct an episode. So, um, you know, we it's I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked either way. Basically, I I okay. you know I I kind of want him to come back because I, I liked the personality, um, right? And I th- I think it would be great. Like it's like and you know like you said like having uh, reconciliation. You don't have to reconcile anything if you uh, can just you know delete it, give him a memory wipe. <laughs> We're cool now. We're reprogramming. <laughs> it's like now we have always been BFFs. <laughs> it's IG88 sitting in a movie theater with his eye sockets pinned open. Yeah. <laughs> ultraviolence. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've I'm still kind of leaning toward what I've been saying. I, I'm I'm not going to have my feelings hurt if it doesn't happen. But I think that it would be a great move for. Um, Star Wars as a whole, um, if at the end of, of the season, basically we see a handoff from the Mandalorian um, of for someone to, who's going to take care of Baby Yoda, I think as, as a way to, to kind of sort of say, oh, here's a different thing that's happening over here that doesn't have to tie into Rise of Skywalker, yeah. but is like, oh, here's this new cool thing that, that to get excited about. I would love to see him hand it off to a live action Ahsoka. Ooh, boom. I mean, I like that. I, and you know, and a, a lot of those characters are still kicking, as yeah. far as we know, right? Ahsoka is yeah. still around. We believe that Hera, or we, well, well, we at least know that Hera and Sabina were around post Jedi, right? Yeah. Right. We know the Ghost is around at least mm-hmm. in the yeah. in the new movies. Um, we know Chopper is around, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of those characters that are kind of just kicking around somewhere that are ripe for more storytelling mm-hmm. yeah. and i mean and and again you know uh dave was not you know he ended the first season of rebels he's like yeah we'll bring ahsoka back so i'm i don't think that there's any reason to think that it's it's impossible um you know th- again it may not be where the the story's going or what favreau has in mind or whatever but you know I, I to me I see that as an easy solution of 
hey, here's here's this other thing over here that doesn't, you know, so you don't have to go, okay, where's Baby Yoda going to show up in, in The Rise of Skywalker? I'm looking for him, you know. Right. Uh, but at the same time, give you a nice little wrap up there. So that's that's been the the one thing I've been clinging to that I, I nothing has really contradicted yet, but we're only three episodes in. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well I you know I'm hoping that we don't have to go the rogue the rogue one route with this. Where, you know it's everybody's dead Dave by the end of the, <laughs> by, the end of the by the end of the series. You know right. I hope I hope a handful of them are still kicking around. Mm-hmm. I don't know the fate of Baby Yoda so well, but you yeah. hope that at least a few of these characters are, are somewhere and get a future you know yeah, yeah right right yeah i mean honestly i feel like the only one that they might would kill which i mean who knows but i don't think they would kill baby yoda i don't think they're they're that crazy <laughs> they don't want to have a, a riot on a their riot hands. on their hands <laughs> yeah. star star wars celebration and anaheim has turned to a turmoil <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right um but uh, i could see them i mean granted we know that it's getting picked up for a second season, but I could see at the end of it all, the Mandalorian essentially just like lying on his back dying. Like I could see that as, you know, him essentially a part of his religion. He's, he gets his warrior's death, you know, right. I, I don't think that there's any, I think that it could be poetic and it could be something that you'd say, okay, you know what? This is right. This is the way you do this or whatever, but I don't know that they're going to, Kill, I mean, I guess the only other person, like I said, we've got Baby Yoda and we've got uh, Cara Dune, and I, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. We we haven't seen anything to know, so I, I guess like once we get a better idea of her, but we have gotten, um, uh, oh gosh, now I'm trying to, uh, um, Gina Carlo, Moreno, uh, but she, she's talked about the character a little bit, and she, uh, you know, she talked about she's an ex rebel, so. You know that um, I, I, rebels are usually good guys, right? So, <laughs> I mean, uh, they, they, they walk a line, some of them, but yeah, yeah. right, right. So we'll see. Well, I mean, we'll see. Like I said, I just I'm, I'm imagining like eh, I think if maybe she's gonna be a good guy, she'll probably be fine. But I don't know. I, you know, that's so much. Like I said, it's uh, I've got all this in my head. I'm like, okay, where are we going? What are we doing? <laughs> well, it's that it's always that concern with if they're not still around, mm-hmm. then you have to worry about people saying, well, where are they? Yeah. Right. But we also know that the future of the Star Wars universe is especially after the Skywalker trilogy or whatever Skywalker saga is done. We are we already know that they're exploring other films outside of the Skywalker saga. So the Mandalorian could easily be a kickoff to any of those other stories. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, you know, I don't want to think about it. Too much. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm I sorry. I don't want to think about it too much because then I start I'm with predictions. You. Right. Things. Right. I understand. Like I said, it's, I, it's a bad habit of mine, I yeah. but I, I have to indulge. <laughs> but you know what though? I have the same habit. I really do. And, but I've just been enjoying this so much. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just, I, at this point, I don't want to ruin it for myself. Yeah. Not that I think it will, because I'm not the kind of person who creates headcanon and then goes and throws a tantrum when it doesn't work out the way that I want it to. I normally just kind of justify and figure it out for myself, but I'm just, this is, this has really thrown me for a couple of really good thought processes and I'm, I'm kind of just enjoying that process. So we see Matt, the inverse of that is 
when you have your head cannon and it turns out the way you want, you get to rub it in all your friends' faces for life. <laughs> yes, I told you. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think that's ever happened with me. Oh, except I, except I said that I hoped everybody at the end of Rogue One died and they all died. But, you know, maybe that was pretty predictable. <laughs> Did you say that on air? I feel like that is something you. Here's my controversial uh, prediction. You heard it here for the first time. Uh, Baby Yoda is Snoke. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh! Mic that drop. was that was actually that reminds me. I I actually had a a, a similar uh, theory that I, I dropped last night. That this is actually my favorite theory now. Um, not just because I come up with it, but because it's amazing. And as I, I know, Matt, you you play D anD D, so so you'll uh, be familiar with this old trope. What if the Knights of Ren are just uh, every single one of them are three cloned Yodas in a trench coat. <laughs> no, no. I'm here. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, I pulled that. I was thinking of the old, uh, you know, the old trope of uh, uh, the three halflings in a trench coat. Three halflings yeah. in a trench coat. Yeah, I'm like, what if it's just the the uh, Knights of Ren? Every one of them is three. Uh, I mean, <laughs> even, even Matt Mercer's a fan of that trope. What did he do? He did three knolls in a trench coat, didn't right? He? Right. <laughs> Or three cobalts in a trench. Yeah, coat. three cobalts. Yeah, yeah. Cobalts in a trench right. coat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you saying, Ryder? Oh, I, I, I was saying nothing. I'm just enjoying. <laughs> I'm just enjoying but, everything. You know, but bringing up the Knights of Ren, because I've thought, I've thought about this a little bit. I wonder if they're clones too. Uh, Could be. I, Could I be. assumed. I mean, I, I don't know, but I was kind of thinking that they are um, ex students of Luke. I. I I thought so too, but with all of the clone stuff going on, everybody's it, a clone. <laughs> everybody, everybody's clone. Pose a clone. You get a clone. Yeah. He's Kylo Oprah. But I kind of thought, <laughs> I don't know. It, he's so egotistical uh-huh. that I, I, I almost wonder, or, or you know, maybe it was something that Snoke had initiated. It's just another kind of. It's just another one of those like errant thoughts that I had. Right, yeah. right. That if it plays out, it plays out, and if it doesn't, I don't lose sleep over it. But <laughs> I'm I'm for everyone being a clone. I think that's yeah, it. Just the like, whole series is just clones. Yeah, like yeah. it's like oh oh Leia, wait Han, I thought you died. Nope, that was a clone. Nope, that was clone. <laughs> <laughs> Chewy clone. <laughs> and they Harrison Ford has them like sort of uh, CGI him to look a bit younger. Oh, no. He's like, I didn't look that bad. That's that's <laughs> yeah, that advanced yeah. aging of the clones. <laughs> oh no! All right, oh, no. I think I think we've pretty much covered everything and more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, guys, I I seriously appreciate you uh, coming on and, and talking about this uh, with us. I know uh, you want to say Matt a couple places that you can be found. Yeah, sure. Uh, the easiest place to find me on social media is just Geek Stuff OG, uh, or you can find me at uh, twitch.tv backslash Geek Stuff OG. Okay. And uh, Ryder? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Is usually the best place at Ryder Waldron DDS. And you can hear me on the Idiots Array podcast. We talk about Star Wars. And Michael, thanks for having me on. This has been a lot of fun, and I've loved the podcast so far. Thank you, man. I'm just, you know, I'm sorry that I, I tore you away from reruns of The Bachelor. Well, you know, it's not a, we're we're off season right now. It'll start up in January. So it's perfect for the Mandalorian to end at that time. Right, right. <laughs> Priorities. Priorities. Yes. Excellent. All right. Well, uh that's been our show. Uh if you'd actually like to reach out to us, uh or just uh Mandocast I'm sorry, the Mandocast at gmail dot com, uh as well as uh the Mandocast on Twitter. Uh thank you for listening and remember to subscribe and leave us a review. Cool. Bye.